Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kelly. Do I say that like the exact same cadence every time? Yes, and so do I. And I don't like mean to. It just happened. Like, I'm like, oh, time to go. I know. (laughs) I just said it and like my brain started hearing the podcast while I said it. And I like heard the music under it and everything. I know. Brains are incredible things. (laughs) You have big memory storage in your brain, but not on your MacBook. No. No, my MacBook (laughs) is quite full. (laughs) That's just funny because like. I don't mean to do the same intro. That's like a fun behind the scenes thing. It's like we talked a lot when we started the show. It's like, should we have like an inch? Should we like say something specific? And like, but when we were making the first episode, we couldn't come up with anything because it was like, what are we going to say? That's going to be clever. (laughs) So we just, you know, just said that. And I think it was scripted the first couple episodes, right? Didn't I like write it out to make sure I kind of followed a flow? Yeah. Yeah. And now it's just. Off the dome. It's just very simple, and I'm stuck with it, and I don't even realize that I know it. (laughs) Anyway, I'm Andrew. I'm Kelly. Kelly's very disappointed about that (laughs) fact today. (laughs) It's a great day to be Kelly. It's a great day to be Kelly. How about uh, want to hop right in since it's such a good day? Yeah, it's a good day for us. Um, Maybe not a good day for Team 17, but a good day for the planet Earth. (laughs) Yes. Um, so Team 17, uh, Notorious Worms creators and fans of NFTs <laughs> have uh, canceled their NFT project. They were going to do Worms NFTs, not a game, but, you know, like Worms that were non-fungible, NFWs, <laughs> non-fungible Worms. Uh, but AgroCrab was like, this is, this is stupid. We hate you. Um... And everybody's like, this is stupid. We hate you. So they canceled the whole thing. They're not doing it anymore. Remember last week when I specifically said, because we talked first about Troy Baker canceling his NFT project and then talked about the Worms creator making one. And I was like, it's just going to be all year, isn't it? Just saying that there's an NFT project one week and then one or two weeks later saying that there is no longer an NFT project. Yeah, I think it's just going to be up and down, up and down all year. It's it's very I've like noticed a lot of celebrities are doing it now. Like even just today, I found out Eric Andre's doing it. Oh my! And Matthew Lillard, which I was very disappointed about. Shaggy. Shaggy, come on! It's just sad. It's like what's going on? I it's weird to see because I feel like this hit the video game space first. Mm-hmm. So we almost have been through the whole cycle because I thought it was a good thing at first when it was like very early introduced to me and then I learned about like the ethics of it and then how easy it is to manipulate and for companies to do horrible things with it and now I hate it but I feel like maybe in the celebrity space and in like Hollywood in general it's just now kind of starting so they're just learning about it they're also not beholden to the same morals that we are as lay people yeah when you have a lot of money it's like eh. you do things to make more money yeah but you know what? Can't take it with you. No. It's non-fungible, but it's also non <laughs> carryable. I couldn't yeah. think I couldn't think of an F word that means like to hold. <clears throat> to to flit fl- uh to to flm f- f- I feel like I'm playing wordle. I feel like my brain 
stops working when I play Wordle. Because <laughs> I'm just like, these aren't words. Today's was really... I hate when they have two vowel, like two of the same vowels in them. It's like cheating. It is. You did it, right? Yeah, I guess two fake words first. I they always were... start with... Okay, here's a little tip and trick for all you Wordle heads out there. The word adieu, like saying goodbye... Like it's the a French really one? good, yeah. It's a really good starting point because you get a lot of vowels in there, and you get a D. So it's like if those aren't in the word, then you know. That's yeah. my opinion, though. I'm not one of those people that's like I need to get it in one. You know. Yeah, mine is Scion. S C I O N. Wow. I, I just like well, I like the word Scion a lot. It means like a descendant of royalty. It's a good word. Yeah, and it's just a fun way to start. My old word was toast. <laughs> but then I felt like I was wasting it because there are two, two T's. Two T's. In it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. We're getting a little off topic here. Oh, that's fine. Let's just hop right back in. Talk about Sony, who does not own Wordle. Yeah. Wait. Actually, I want to talk about one more thing. New York Times bought Wordle, and I laughed because we talked so much about the acquisition numbers, and it said low seven digit numbers. So probably like $5 million or something, like $3 million. And I was just like, are you kidding me? That's literally nothing. I'm so used to <laughs> billions of dollars because of this show that when I saw any any like media property, even if it's just a little mobile game, being bought for something less than a billion, I'm like, oh, that's worth nothing. And I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Like for most of us, like $5 million would be life-changing, life-making, honestly. Like we'd be set for life. And then I hear that number and I'm just like, chump change. <laughs> Uh, like but, and, you could buy a million dollar mansion and still have like four million dollars. Exactly. Like my brain can't comprehend that information. <laughs> That's so much money. Uh, anyway, but sorry. Speaking of people who have lots of money, Sony, who just bought Bungie, as we discussed in depth last week, has stated alongside that news story that they intend to launch 10. Did I say that right? Intend to launch 10, 10. live service games by March of 2026, so within four years. So that's an average of 2.5 live service games a year. That's a lot. That's a lot. So there's two things that, that hit me in, in the brain cells with this one. First, live service games, I feel like can't launch as regularly as regular games. Because think about this, if like five or six single-player games come out in the first six months of the year and you want to play all of them, you can. Most, you know, single-player experiences run you like 10 to 20 hours, let's say. Most people can find time to play all of those. But live service games demand all of your video game time. People who play live service games generally are committed to them as their video game, you know? Somebody's hobby isn't playing video games. Their hobby is to play Destiny. And that's like the difference. So my question is, why are you trying to increase the rate at which you release these games? Because like people have to pick games to commit to and they can't pick multiple. If you launch this many, you're just spreading the fan base so thin that no game will be able to survive or all of them will die except one. Yeah. I wonder if it's just like a let's cover all our bases kind of thing. Because they have that money to just be frivolous about. Yeah, to just throw I'd... 10 live service games and see which ones stick to a wall. Yeah. 
You're right, though. And really, there's not a whole lot of games that actually, live service games that actually have that much longevity. Like, even Overwatch is kind of dead now, and that was a big one. The only ones I can think of are, like, League of Legends, Dota, maybe. Destiny 2 is definitely up there. Yeah. I just feel like Destiny 2 is still a little bit young. It could be yeah. totally dead in a year or two, you know? I, I don't think it will. I'm not saying it will be. I don't, I don't have any idea of the ecosystem around that game, but... League of Legends has been around for a long time, you know. World of Warcraft has been along for around for a long time. I don't yeah. know. It's I think it's an interesting choice to say that you're going to make ten of these games within the next four years. That's, that's huge. Absurd. So especially the, when you haven't even released one this year yet, and it's we're already yeah. in, you know. And they just bought Bungie, so like, how early it can most of those things, if they're related to the Bungie deal, have to be very early. So this might be like a back half, like they'll. Like we have a quiet two years and then like five a year after that. But the other mm -hmm. thing to me is let's just take a step back and look at major first party PlayStation releases. There have been a very, very small handful. We've been averaging like two a year because last year, barring the launch of the PlayStation, which came with Spider-Man and uh, Demon Souls, this past year we had Returnal and Ratchet and Clank as the two major PlayStation 5 exclusives. Arguably Deathloop, but that's on PC as well, and that will go multi-platform in the future. And then this coming year, the two huge ones that we see are Horizon and God of War. So, let's... If this is completely true, that means that there might be a f faster pace of live service games than single-player games. Single-player games that made PlayStation the platform that it is now and made it as big as it is. Yeah. I, this concerns me, and it really disappoints me to hear. Like, there's nothing wrong with live service games inherently. If they are a well-made product, cool. But if you're putting so many eggs in the live service basket that you have no eggs to put in my omelet, then I'm going to go hungry. I can't eat a nothing omelet. Exactly. It's just a pan with, like, eggshells in it. Is there even, there's probably protein in eggshells, but like, guys, I'm going to be hungry. Hungry. I'm relying on like third party developers only. Yeah. This concerns me. It's concerning. Oh boy. PlayStation is really strange right now. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on. A lot of weirdness going on. Um, Some of that weirdness, maybe being that. Call of Duty, reports of Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, not 2, but 2 as in coming out <laughs> in 2022. Not the one that already exists. Don't be silly. <laughs> Another one that is a sequel to one that was made uh, 2019, 2019. So I've never said 2019. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So it's reportedly in an early alpha phase, but it's also reportedly being developed across like 11 different studios. So that's all of Activision Blizzard's studios. They haven't confirmed anything yet, but the same person who reported this also reported the first modern... No, they also reported the existence of the game. Yeah. Um, so that's three Infinity Ward studios. Three studios. Okay. And then 
Treyarch, Activision, Raven, Sledgehammer, Demonware, High Moon Studios, Toys for Bob, and Beanox. The second to last one's the one that really gets to me. <laughs> Toys for Bob, they made like a Disney game or something that I played once. Yeah, they made the Disney Infinity games, right? Oh, maybe. And then they I don't went think on I ever to played those. But and then went on to make uh Crash the Crash and Spyro re- or the Spyro remakes and Crash 4. That's what Oh, made. maybe that's why I'm thinking of them. But anyway, that's 11 different studios working on one game right now at this juncture. Uh This is really playing into what we've been like saying that we hoped changed with the acquisition. Like we're hoping that maybe Call of Duty kind of spreads itself out a little more, takes more time to develop so that these games don't have to take every resource that Activision has to be made. Yeah. Like every single resource. It's just odd that it's like it's in early alpha, but it's coming out this year. Mm, I mean, okay. they pump they pump those things out pretty, pretty fast. That's true. And if there's like 400 people working on the game, then I guess... I don't 11 studios it might be more than 400 people yeah like that's like everyone at activision i just wonder like wh- what size of the studios is being devoted like is it like a 20 person team or is it like the whole studio you know that'd be crazy i feel like it might be the whole studio for some of these cases you know yeah i, I feel like activision for bob is doing right now <laughs> not making a new crash game they're probably <laughs> only making call of duty because like they're really the studio that made the Tony Hawk remakes got eaten, got consumed by Blizzard, and they're just working on Blizzard products now. So, like, they really don't like small things. No. We've talked so much about this, I don't really want to add more, but, like, this is another thing. I'm really hoping Microsoft can clean this up and make it a little more balanced and give more time and energy to smaller teams and stuff and smaller products. But... Speaking of smaller products, Yacht Club Games, who is definitely not small anymore, independent developer of Shovel Knight, has finally, after almost a decade, announced a new game. This is Mina the Hollower. Mina? Mina? I think it's Mina. Little Mouse. That's all that matters. Um, It is a Game Boy Color Zelda-styled adventure game. It's not actually on Game Boy Color. It's inspired by the Game Boy Color. Um, I'm very excited. I've been wanting a new Yacht Club's game product for like literally since I played Shovel Knight. Like I've loved the DLC they've released and it's been very uh, game changing. But it's really cool to see that they're working on something new. They launched a Kickstarter and then within a day doubled their goal already which that's not really that surprising. Everybody loves. Like, I don't know anybody who doesn't like Shovel Knight. Like, even if you haven't played it, nobody dislikes Shovel Knight. Oh, well. Just kidding. uh, I've never played it. (laughs) You know what? I got you, though. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Hang on. I just need a sec to recover. I like the... Huh? I like the design of the main character. Shovel Knight? very cute little mouse. Or Mina. Oh, Mina. Yeah, she's very cute. And I like the enemy design too. It's kind of like spooky yuki, but it's not like it still feels like appropriate for like a little mouse. Yeah. I mean, it just reminds me of like Link's Awakening, which is a lovable game. And I think this will probably be a lot of fun. I, it doesn't have any release date because, as I said, it's on Kickstarter. 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
It's on Kickstarter at the moment. Um, let me check the numbers on this one. They Sorted. have gotten, at this point, $720,000 out of their $311,000 goal. So, I'm proud of them. Wow. But this is something we'll probably be talking about more in the future. Not really a lot to say today. I'm excited as a big yacht club, as a big, what do you like to say? Yacht head? Or would it be yacht, yacht club head? head? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yacht head is fun. Yeah. So, are there any games you could drive yachts in, though? Kelly? Hmm, I'm trying to think of one. Um, perhaps Grand Yacht Auto 5. <laughs> Wouldn't Wait, it? that doesn't make any sense. Grand was, Theft Yacht. <laughs> I was going to say, why'd you do? <laughs> you replaced theft with yacht. <laughs> um, so Rockstar put out an announcement and they were like, hey, you guys, we have really exciting news. We are working on Grand Theft Auto 6. <laughs> I said, that's crazy because Grand Theft Auto 5 has been out for like 10 years now. It hasn't, yeah. but it almost has. Nine is close enough to ten. Next year, it'll be ten years. So if Grand Theft Auto Six is, you know what? I can't. I can't say anything. Okay, Bioware does the same exact thing with Dragon Age. He said, "Hey, we're working on it." <laughs> it's like oh, I can't hate. I'm you in the can. same boat. You can hate I'm in the both. same yacht. <laughs> Good one. Thank you. You can hate both. I'm not. A ha- I. That's not true. I'm definitely a hater. But <laughs> I was gonna say I kind of hate this. I feel like it's okay to hate this. I feel like it's okay to hate this because it's a it's 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 absurd that they released Grand Theft Auto Five for basically every platform, and those horrible awful, uh, that horrible awful trilogy remaster, and now they're like, oh, you guys, we're making Grand Theft Auto Six. I'm like, okay, you we knew we know. Yeah, you want money? <laughs> you want to make money? We know. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Do you I'm tired hear- of the announcements of the. Uh, we um, we are, uh, it's coming just eventually. Starting to make the game now. Uh, shut up! Bring me a trailer. Get out of here. Hey Kelly, I saw I saw a uh, a tweet with some statistics that I want to share with you. Okay. Entire Assassin's Creed series, one hundred fifty-five million copies. Entire Final Fantasy series, one hundred sixty-four million copies. Entire Resident Evil series, 123 million copies. Grand Theft Auto 5, 160 million copies. That means that it has outsold the entirety of the Assassin's Creed and Resident Evil series, and almost definitely is on the verge of surpassing the Final Fantasy series. Oh, wow. That's what I'm saying. They make so much money. They, sh- they should have been able to pump out like six, seven, eight, and nine with that quantity of money. But we still don't even have six. Yeah. And I know that once we start hearing about the game for real, we're also going to hear about the crunch that comes along with it. So it's kind of like. Oh, yeah. It's the bad and always. At the hand of the Rockstar Overlords. Uh huh. Yeah. Rockstar backslash Zynga Overlords. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were like working disgusting hours and feeling like manipulated and used by your employer and your employer was called Zynga? Yeah, I can't. Do you can't. think Candy Crush <laughs> is going to be in the next Grand Theft Auto game? That would be really funny if like, like you're if in the game. Yeah. 
Rockstar, if you use that, you have to give me money, okay? Yeah. Or just give her money anyway. I'm the first person in the universe who ever thought of that. So you need to give me money. That's how it works. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Let's shift this uh, this perspective a little bit. Let's get positive. Not on Rockstar, just to be clear. Rockstar stinks. <laughs> Stinky boys. Stinky you. Um, but something positive. A little game called Ghostwire Tokyo finally got its full reveal. This was revealed at Bethesda's e3 press conference many years ago now and has only gotten little snippets of information since then it was confirmed at some point to be playstation exclusive now confirmed to be playstation 5 specifically exclusive it's also coming to pc and next year presumably it will come to xbox once the exclusivity deal expires but it also got a release date of get this march 25th this game that has been under wraps for goodness long amounts of time has finally been revealed and is out in less than two months. I'm shocked. There were some leaks uh, probably right after our last episode went up that this game was coming March 25th. And I was just like, nope, that's wrong. Maybe March 25th of next year. Because I think both of us were guessing like summer or like fall at the earliest for this game coming out because we've heard like nothing about it, but we got a full gameplay reveal. They showed a lot of stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of what we saw specifically. This is really specific. The first person hand animations are like incredibly intricate and cool. These are some of the best first person hand animations I've ever seen. Uh, Oh, Kelly's doing some hand animations for me. Goodness, I wish we had face cam. <laughs> but I'm I'm real excited. I'm a little disappointed it comes out the same day as Kirby, but also glad it's so soon. And it looks finished. It doesn't look like some crappy product that they're trying to shove out as fast as possible. It looks it looks very good. I yeah. love the enemy design. And you know what? The main character, he's <laughs> he's pretty he's pretty dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was it. He's pretty. Oh, well, yeah. Um, Are you a fan of the hand animations? Yeah. I was going to say, I did notice that. It also just looks very crisp. Yeah. Which it makes me excited that it's PS5 exclusive. Yes, that's huge for me, is that it is only on this generation. Because I feel like there's been so many, so few games that utilize it. Because, like, Deathloop was fine, and it was on PS5 only, but, like, didn't really utilize it, besides mm -hmm. fast loading times. Whereas this game feels like it visually is using it a little more. So we'll have to wait and see, but we won't have to wait long. My one theory is the reason we've not heard about it is Bethesda wants this to fail. It's saying it so. Because Deathloop, we saw like a thousand times. I think they were launch. trying to push Deathloop as like a flagship. You know, like and a this big, is just some like, smaller thing. Yeah, I think maybe because this is more niche. Yeah. I think it looks fantastic, though. I'm going to play it. Unless... I love the enemy design. It's yeah. like some of them are like so creepy and some of them are just like you're just like a dude. Like, yeah, they're based like on like mannequin. yokai, like Japanese spirits. And I think yeah. it look I think it utilized looks to be utilizing the open world pretty well, like not overwhelming, just just an open space for you to explore. Yeah. 
And the combat looks fun. It's like a first-person shooter, but you don't have guns. You have, like, magic. You have um, plasmids. Cool. <laughs> it's yeah, that's what it looks like. Like, well-animated plasmids. Better-animated plasmids. Yeah. That was the first so. thing I thought of when I saw him, the hand animations. I thought of plasmids from Bioshock. Because at the time, I thought those animations were pretty good. But now looking back at it, they're kind of like, <laughs> like a big claw fist, you know? Yeah. I mean, they were good at the time, and now they just keep improving. Yeah. But so, I'm pumped to play this. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't some... mean to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. You want to break my right. heart now? You want to do sorry. it now? Did you have anything else to say? No, I'm just waiting for you to break my heart. I'm just, oh, okay. just do it. Just rip the bandaid off. Um, unfortunately, reportedly, uh, the Suicide Squad game killed the ju what's it called? Killed the Justice, Justice League. Justice League. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was so like violent. <laughs> like the Suicide Squad. <laughs> can game. I say? Can I say that? Can I say that? Is Are that they allowed to do that? Um, has been, it has been delayed, reportedly until next year, by <sighs> Rocksteady. Yeah. Uh, not official, but. But it's pretty official. <laughs> see, yeah, it looks like that's the way the tides are turning. This is so disappointing. Yeah. I guess it's better to know now than like go through half of this year wondering when we're going to get a release day. That's true. It's very early in the year still, even though I feel like it's not. So at least now we don't have to have our hopes crushed. In June. In June. But also like this game, I feel like has been on the way for so long. And we had seen so little, and now we've been seeing quite a bit lately. So I thought that meant that they were like on the verge. They were. It looked really, really polished in December when we saw it at the Game Awards. Yeah, it's weird. A whole year. That's intense. Yeah, because that's not even saying like January of twenty twenty three. That might be like mid year next year. Yeah. Stinky. So. Uh, stinky. Let's keep riding the stinky train. I'm always on the stinky train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm gross. really glad that we cannot smell Kelly I'm via audio. I'm just, I'm not stinky. I was just kidding. You're I'm just on stinky. a stinky train. <laughs> you don't smell yourself, but everything around you does. My cat uh -huh. is stinky. Why? Because <laughs> she's stinky. <laughs> she's not stinky. Mine's not stinky either. I call him stinky all the time. Yeah, her spirit is very stinky. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Platinum Games new CEO Atsushi Inaba who is a developer and director with a studio who got promoted recently stated that he wants to push them into live service to move away from and I directly quote well designed one off games so they want to push away from good games to uh, live service games I know that's not what they were trying to say, but the quotes here of describing single player games as like these one off experiences that are extremely well designed and intricate, which sounds like a good thing. That's just a good positive. And then saying we want to move away from that. It's confusing and I don't like it. And I'm also very confused because Babylon's Fall is their like first foray into live service and that's not even out yet. So I don't know why they're already like putting all their eggs in the basket they haven't even picked up yet like they're throwing their yeah they have eggs in their hand and the baskets across the room and they're trying to throw eggs into the basket 
And the like, eggs guys, are you, ugly. Yeah, ugly eggs. Rotten. They're like, yeah, they're like Stink. green, like deep puke green. Yeah. Or like when you hard boil an egg and you leave it in for too long and then it's like the the, the rim is like gray. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. And it doesn't taste different, but you know it's different. Yeah. Ugh. I'm very unhappy about this one. I love Platinum Games. I'm so excited for Bayonetta 3. And I don't think this will affect that, just to be clear. But like, they put out Near Automata. They put out Bayonetta 2. They put out Vanquish. They put out Metal Gear Rising. They put out Bayonetta 1. They put out all these games that people love. And they might not be the highest sales figure games in the world, but it's okay to be like a B-tier studio. You don't have to be like, well, let's shift into live service so that we can make all the money. We already talked about it in this episode. It's already an overpacked market because it's a very, very, very tiny market. You know, lots of people playing, lots of money, but only a couple top dogs can exist. And I just don't want them to move away from those experiences. But it really sounds like this might be the end of an era. Yeah. Maybe it's for the bet. Well, I don't want to say that, but maybe it's like maybe the the if they're not actually dedicated to making these, you know, single well-designed one-off games, <laughs> then they wouldn't be good anyway, you know? It is sad though because it's very clearly just like, well, we want to make money. Which yeah. of course every business wants to make money, but it's it's just a little bit shameless in my opinion. Why? Because the existence of Platinum in the first place was kind of like a creative team disagreed with how Capcom was handling certain certain development things. So they split off and made their own game development studio. So they had complete creative freedom to make what they wanted. Cool. That's a really pure intention. That's really artistic. And I appreciate it. And now they've grown so much that they're kind of doing what bothered them in the first place. And I wonder if maybe this is going to kind of push some of the talent out and create a new Platinum that's like a studio of veterans from there that make games. Yeah. Which... A gold. No, a diamond. <laughs> no, yeah. a pearl. Okay. We're not talking about Pokemon yet. We still got a little bit left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more to come on this probably in the future. I am not worried about Bayonetta 3 because that's Nintendo. Even if it is Platinum produced or Platinum developed yeah it is very much produced by nintendo so i don't think they would let this get into that game um but the future is very very not great i'm assuming this means that they like won't work on any new near games they probably won't i don't want to say it but there's like a high chance this bayonetta 3 will be end of that series i don't know man i don't know kelly it's no good not know it's no good folks it's no good. Andrew. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm here. I do have some good news for you. Good, please. It's more for me, actually. I was going to say, <laughs> I got the ghost wire thing earlier that was really exciting, and then two very sad things. Our good friend Jeff. <laughs> uh, you guys might know him. Oops. I apologize. You guys might know him. Jeffrey Keeley. Uh, we know him very well. Is it Jeffrey. No, I just made that up. You, I feel like usually Jeff, when it's spelled like that, is Jeffrey, but I don't know. I'm keep just talking. I'm just talking. You no, know? keep talking. I'm, just... I'm researching. You, can, you just tell the story while I research. 
Um, Jeff tweeted, he was like, hey, uh, does anybody want to see this behind the scenes look at the new Wolf Among Us game? Surprise! And a trailer, surprise! Um, so Wolf Among Us 2 is getting a trailer on Wednesday. This Wednesday, So when you're listening, tomorrow. Uh, very exciting. I loved the first game. Um, I don't love Telltale games and I'm afraid, but I loved the first <laughs> game. I loved it so much. And it's been a very, very, very long time since it first came out, since the last episode released. Because yeah. as it was a Telltale game, it was episodic. So, you know, it was like the first two and then it was like three years and then it was the second, it was the last three. No, <laughs> I don't think it was that long, but it was, you know. It was a hefty gap. So um, I'm very excited. I'm sure I'll have a more cohesive uh, thoughts. I'll have more cohesive thoughts when we actually see the trailer. But this is good news for me, folks. I'm uh, this is a this is a win for Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully for the audience next week when they get to hear you talk about it excitedly, and yeah. hopefully not in a disappointed way. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thanks, just nervous. Thanks, Jeff. I just oh. feel nervous about Telltale. Telltale. Yeah. What after that sure Expanse that. and Star Trek reveals from the Game Awards? That Star Trek game looks so bad. Follow orders, disobey orders. Which one will you choose? I'm like, that is... You know what? Maybe it'll be a really good game. I don't know. What do I know? What do I know? You'll know on Wednesday if it looks good. Yes, that's true. Well, I was talking about Star Trek. Oh, no, that'll be bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be uh, stinky. But... Oh, speaking of stinky. Oh, okay, yeah. Do you want to go ahead and tell the audience what you played this week? <laughs> sure. I had a very stressful week. It's <laughs> <And> the... <laughs> a weird um, thing to laugh about, but. So I know. So I stress played The Sims, which is my go-to stress play game. I download a bunch of mods and then I make a family and I have a lot of fun. And then I take the child from that family and I just like totally mess their life up. Um, and it's horrible and awful, and it's like a lot of fun for me. It relieves stress. I don't know why. I think I'm a control freak. Uh, but that's what I played this week. Okay. Um, Andrew? Yeah. What did you play this week? Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to talking. Oh, <laughs> yep, sorry. Got confused. I played a little game. Uh, this is crazy new. It's called Pokemon. <gasps> totally haven't talked about it on the show before. Oh my god! Um, no, I played a lot more of Pokemon Legends Arceus. In fact, I finished it. Um, my thoughts are not very expanded over last week. I played a little over double what I had last week. Um, I really loved this game. I thought it was fantastic, especially once you kind of get into the into the loop. I finished the main story. And there's a pretty generous post-game, one that is definitely fun if you're at all a fan of Diamond, Pearl, Platinum. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, no spoilers. I'm not going to tell you any of the details, obviously. Uh, but one of the main goals of the game, once you have finished it, is to catch every Pokemon in the Pokedex, which is under 300, like we said last week. And I personally thought that would be completely attainable because of the pace I was working at, you know, 
every few minutes, basically, I'd come come across something new. And I really, really loved the pace of this game. I thought it was constantly these little dopamine hits of seeing a new Pokemon and being able to expand your Pokedex. I hit the 40-hour mark, and I would say the last two hours, I was very much thrown off. The pace changed drastically because the last 10 Pokemon take an enormous quantity of time in comparison to the rest. Most Pokemon, you just find them in the wild and you catch them, and that's the end of the story. And maybe they're too strong and you just have to come back later, but that's, you know, you just wait and come back later. But there are some Pokemon that I needed a little bit of RNG. They only spawned in these, like, space-time distortions that happen randomly and very rarely. In my 40 hours, I only saw five of those space-time distortions. So theoretically, it could take up to eight hours for that thing to spawn. And I'm sure it wouldn't, but the very concept of walking in circles waiting for one of those to spawn so that I can maybe get that Pokemon, it, it ended it for me. I, I just decided, I was like, well, these last 10 Pokemon are probably going to take me like a couple hours each Ugh. versus the rest of the game being like every hour I got a few new Pokemon. So I made a very genuinely difficult decision and set the game down. I'm very bad at that. There's this little thing called the sunk cost fallacy where once you put <laughs> in so much time to something, you feel like you have to finish it, even if you're not enjoying it. And I have fallen victim to that many, 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 many times, especially with my video games. So deciding to set this aside was very difficult. But now when I think about the game, it's purely positive. You have like there's certain games like the biggest one that comes to my mind is like Super Mario Odyssey. I love that game to pieces. But when I think about it, one of the first things I always think about is the last like five to ten hours I spent just grinding to get. 100% completion versus ending when I was like happy yeah so with this game I decided you know what this last I, it was probably going to take like 10 more hours to get all of this stuff and it really would have been a game ruiner and I loved the 40 hours I spent with it so I called it a day I called it quits he called it folks I called it call me a coward if you need to I know I would never call you a coward not even for quitting when I only had 10 Pokemon left. No, I I completely hear what you're saying. And not to get a little bit philosophical, but I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, I'm supposed to be having fun playing this game. I'm way too old to be not having fun playing this game. Yeah. So if I don't want to do something and it's not necessary, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Well, especially because like I spent so long loving every minute. Like, the only part of the game I didn't really enjoy was the first two hours, which, like, we discussed a lot because of how, like, tutorialized and handholdy it was. Mm -hmm. But the second it let you free, I loved the game from start to finish. And, like, even the story stuff that was kind of handholdy, I was invested in the plot, so I didn't mind those those side steps. And and there's just, there are some, some problems with this game. They are visually apparent, shall we say. It's ugly. It's very ugly. Stinky. But... But I kind of stopped noticing that. I fell in love with the formula. I'm a big fan of checklists. And this is just a, a checklist dream. There are so many checklists, guys. And they're fun. And there's so many checklists. But all in all, recommended game. That's, you know, 
I feel like we don't do scores here. It's just like recommend it or not, and I recommend it. That's my final review of Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah. Gotta catch them all, except Did those you... last 10. Oh. Did I what? We won't, we won't talk about them. <laughs> Did I what? I don't remember. Oh. Did you think I was going to say yay, but then I said yeah? Did I fool you, audience and Andrew? Yeah. Sorry, I, 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 I was trying. I was listening for the audience. I'm just waiting. Hang on. Oh. Wait, shh, shh. I think I hear them. You got us, Kelly. Oh, my God. Oh, that was crazy. They, they, oh, wow. There they are. They're right. Oh, wait. Yeah. They, oh. Wait, they have more feedback. Wait, wait, wait. That was a stupid bit, Kelly. Whoa, 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 guys. Hold, 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 hold on a second. Who said you, that? All right, Kelly, I, I, I just got to make fun of you. This is already a bit, but you were trying to like put your hand up to block so the audio sounded further away, and you directed your mouth at the microphone instead of away. <laughs> <laughs> like you placed your hand, and I thought you were going to cover your mouth so it kind of sounded like, oh, it sounds in the distance, so it's a little quieter, no. but nope. You the just... audience is in the room with me over your shoulder just listening to you yeah it's a little bit weird you guys come on i i really want somebody to watch us make this podcast from one of our like locations because then they would only hear one of us and it would be this really awkward like only hearing half of it exchange <laughs> i've yeah. done that before because sometimes when i when i'm working on the show i'll like mute your track or something for a moment and then it'll just be me talking and i'll just go silent <laughs> and I I know it's because you're talking, but it is the most uncomfortable thing. So maybe one day I'll just publish only 50%, like only me or only you. That would be fun. I think yours would be even funnier because it would be like the theme song. Ba, 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 da, 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 and then it would like fade out. And then you just like after like a long time, you'd be like, what's going on? And I'm Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> and also my ramblings are more often than not insane. So <laughs> it would really be like this girl needs... Just a lot Assistance. of just like 50% silence and 50% pure ramblings. <laughs> That's what it's like in my car. <laughs> <laughs> On the way home from work. We need to slap a microphone in your car and make that a podcast. Oh, it's not good, folks. <laughs> Kelly. Andrew. You know what I want? What? I Donuts? want an. Uh, oh. I mean, I could go for a donut. Me too. I want a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. I feel like it's time. It's time. Put my foot down. Because we've had, what, two Directs since we started the show? Because we had the E3 one and then the September one. There was another one. Not in September. There's the Animal Crossing one. Is that what you're thinking of? Mm, it was the one where they they announced Advanced Wars 2. Advanced Wars Reboot Camp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that E3? I didn't think so. Yeah, that was. I, I thought, thought it was, was before E3 because I feel like I just started my job. Um, I mean, they had one in March or no, they had one in February. Yeah, because there were three majors directs last year. February, which is why I'm saying it now because I'm in the mood for it. And it seems like the time of year. February, June and September. Right. Because June right. was E3 and then September was the one where Bayonetta and Kirby. Yes. Were announced. Yes. But now it seems, you know, it's February. Part of me doesn't think we need one because we're so aware of so much coming. 
but at the same time we there's a lot of games we don't have release dates for from them like advance wars like you just said we don't have splatoon we don't have a breath of the wild sequel we don't have bayonetta 3 so like we definitely could use some stuff and then maybe some little reveals some yoshi game or something yoshi yeah but i want one so hopefully next week i'll be reporting on a direct having happened well, I'll let them know that you want one, and they'll they'll set something up for you. Does your Does your uncle work at Nintendo? I'll let Mister Bowser know, and um, he'll set something up for you. Okay, Ted. Bowser. I'd love to get him on the show. I'm gonna call him up. What's his first name? Doug. Dan. Ted. D- Doug. Doug Bowser. Doug Bowser. You said that. You said yeah. That. I liked your mental process continuing to happen after I told you the answer, though. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was Ted. This just sounds right. Ted Bowser. That's actually Bowser, like from Mario. That's like (laughs) it's Ted. It's actually Theodore. He goes by Ted because he wants to be more mature. I thought he went by Bowser. Well, he goes by Bowser, but like his friends call him Ted. Oh, who's he friends with? Because we've never heard that. All right, you don't have to be me. No, this is a genuine question. I want to know the lore (laughs) of Ted Bowser. I don't know Theodore Bowser. You know what? I'll get back to you. Okay. Like but, you do? Oh, pro- well, I guess he... he does friend? he speak? He's probably friendly. Like oh. when he drops him off in Mario Kart after picking him up from the abyss, he's like, here you go, Ted. Yeah. But we can't hear it because the engines are so loud. Aw, he's so cute with his little glasses. Yeah. Well, oh. Kelly, we got a big couple weeks coming up. Horizon Forbidden West is right on the horizon. That was not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Uncharted Elden a movie. Ring, which I won't be there for. Elden Ring. But it's fine. It's fine, you guys. It's well, you really fine. What, you get back on what, Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, but I got like stuff to do that weekend. No, you don't. Elden Ring. <sighs> yeah. And then uh, Uncharted Film. Excited for that one? Yeah. Maybe we'll go see that. We'll see. Let's wait and see. What the general consensus is, maybe? Yeah. And then Kirby, Ghostwire Tokyo, Kirby, The Cuphead Show, Halo. All of that is in the next couple weeks here. It's going to be a wild spring. It's February. When does spring start? March 1st. Oh. It ac- I think it's actually... March 21st, but in my brain, I don't consider March winter. Okay. So. Even though it still will be snowing until like late April, probably. Yeah. So those are the rules because I said it. We're probably going to be snowed in for all of the video games I just announced. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> if we are for um, like Kirby, <gasps> that might be a little concerning. Nah, it'll probably happen. It's yeah. likely. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Well, let's call it quits this week on Talking Games. Thanks, everybody, for giving us your time and your patience as we work through this difficult time. Nothing's wrong. We just, we're just kind of stupid, and talking for this long is sometimes really challenging. So we appreciate you working with us. Thank you so much, everybody, for your patience, for your time. <laughs> I think I just said that stuff, Kelly. <laughs> And thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye.
Bye.